Thank you for what you have already done. Thank you for the solid foundation that you have laid. I thank you, King of Kings. You said through your servant Paul, you said, I have laid a foundation. Let every man that built on it take heed with what and how he builds. Lord, tonight I ask for just the right grace to build on the foundation that the authorities have laid before now. Thank you for everyone that has spoken. I ask for a correlating grace and I thank you for it is line upon line, precept upon precept. Let there be continuity. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Take your seat. Amen. Thank you for the privilege, National President. And thank the National Office. Amen. Whom I seem not to know some of them. Praise God. It's proof that we are getting bigger and better. Amen. Thank you for the privilege to add my voice to what you're already doing. Praise God. Not forgotten of our Father who art on earth. Amen. You know our Father who is who art on earth. Amen. We appreciate him in abstention. Amen. Come on, jam those hands together. I'm talking of our daddy, the founder of the ministry. Can we celebrate? Saints, can we celebrate him? Just do it. Just do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In this particular circumstance, you're permitted to celebrate even if you don't know. One apostle said, we are speaking what we know, we have touched, we have handled. Now, even if you have not seen, touch or handle, just celebrate. You will not be wrong. Hallelujah. Just believe God, those who are celebrating know what they are doing and do it with them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I appreciate the alumni. Praise God. I will not have time enough to go through their names, but I think the national president has already appreciated. So it's a wonderful time to see all of you again. Praise God. At least people meet once in a year. It's not bad. Praise God. We are still alive. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, there is no problem with that. It's just that we are getting more into realities of life. Praise God. Life is demanding. Praise God. So enjoy the privilege you have now on campus. That's all I can advise you. There's nothing more. Praise God. I just wish sometime that I can do some little reversal and go back to campus days. But it seems impossible. Where I can be free, where I can meet people. Hallelujah. Some of you are not happy now because brethren over come to your rooms. Sooner or later, you will beg people to come and see you. Nobody will be there. <laughs> Everybody will be so busy. Praise God. So now if they come to your room and exhaust your gary and your little stuff, just be happy. Praise God. <laughs> A time is coming, you will have chicken in your house and nobody is coming. Have you taken note these days? If you have an event and you invite people, there is no guarantee they will come. It doesn't matter what you have prepared. 
That's how life is. So there's no problem. Praise God. <laughs> Learn not to have problems with people in life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I thank God for the message before now. It's such a wonderful message. Praise God. Permit me now to go into the word. Oh, thank you, Lord. Unprecedented productivity. Amen. Unprecedented productivity. Can I, I'll begin by an exercise. Praise God. And as we are getting older, we, our energy is also reducing. Praise God. So we don't have enough energy to jump a lot. <laughs> Come on. Unprecedented productivity. Can I see some people here who are trusting God to be productive in their lives? You're trusting God to be productive? Come on. Uh, those who are not putting their hands up, no problem. I know you're trusting God also. Can, can a couple of people tell me where they are trusting God to be productive in? You don't just want to be productive. Where do you want to be productive in? Which area? Yes. You want to be productive in health. You want to be productive in health? You want to be productive in politics? Hallelujah. Uh -huh. Wonderful. You want to be productive somewhere? Just come on, just be part of the message tonight. Uh huh. You want to be productive in agriculture? Did I hear agriculture? Oh, beautiful. You want to help us so that hungry, hunger should disappear? Praise God. You want to be productive where? Just stand, just stand quickly. Take the opportunity to stand. Just stand and say where you want to be productive in. You want to be productive in business? Beautiful. You want to reduce poverty? Uh huh. You want to, you want to be productive in in sports? You want to be productive in sports? Medical field, online, online ministry, um, beautiful, maybe multimedia ministry, let's say, put it like that, not so, you want to be productive in multimedia, ministry without limit, praise God, don't laugh, it's, 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 it's the order, praise God, classic media is going out, you like it or not, that is a trend, one of the humility in life is learn to respect trends, Trends are beyond human capacity to stop. They are like storms. You can't stop them. When they start, they are going. So, multimedia is the only is getting why you can't stop it. Beautiful, my brother. Everybody is here. Yeah, beautiful. Creativity. Hmm. Myself, I don't know how to put that one. Beautiful. Let me say I've heard. I don't know how to add comment on that. You can't comment on everything. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh -huh. Business. Praise God. Education. She wants to be productive in education. Huh? She, you want to be mineral expression. For just mineral sake. You want to explore mineral for mineral sake. Huh? Just for mineral sake. You want to explore it for something. Go, go to your end. Go to your end. I'm not talking about means. I'm talking about end. You don't put means is different and end is different. You, you're probably interested in mineral and all of that. Probably want to be a merchant or something body that deals in mineral. Not so? Gold, oil, beautiful, my brother. That means your own kind of money is healing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't hear people who want to be productive in making life better for everybody. I didn't hear people in, in humanity fields. I didn't hear people. What is wrong with us? Praise God. 
Don't you know there is also kingdom social responsibility? <laughs> Hallelujah. Just like there is corporate social responsibility, there is what I call individual social responsibility and there is kingdom social responsibility. And that is the apex of the gospel. That is the big of the gospel. Praise God. I want you to know that God is not just interested in getting people to heaven. He wants people to be good, to feel good, even if they choose to go to hell. You don't believe that? God wants people to feel his love, enjoy, relax, and make a choice. But out of love. Praise God. Or you're afraid that if people become very rich and comfortable, they will not know God. You see, Africans, Africans enjoy that, uh, that environment. That's their security. Because everybody is running to church and asking God for blessing. <laughs> Praise God. So where people are already comfortable, have a secure medical system, have a good social welfare system, you feel that they will not go to God. But anyway, God is not intimidated by that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. How do I start it tonight? Mm, I'm still finding my feet. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let me just briefly, if you have a pen and paper, take it out, please. We came for some. Take your pen and paper. Take your laptop, take your tablet. Those of you, who just take something down. It will be useful for you. Hallelujah. It will be useful. I thank God for the water that was there. Thank God for the atmosphere. Permit me to put a substance now into it. Amen. Tonight, to accompany you on your journey of productivity, I want to talk about the three indispensable factors to succeed in your life. I may not be able to talk, of, talk about them all, but I should be able to highlight them. Hallelujah. Three factors for success. Of course, you're successful, you're productive. Is that true? Know any successful person who is not productive in your life? Succeeding but not producing. Now, I thank God. Now, permit me see, permit me see, my first exercise was designed to take you out of the church case, the church cage, because when we talk about productivity, I don't want you to see just church. That's why I discovered a lot of you were talking about things that don't have to do with church. Praise God. So I want you to understand that we are talking about productivity in its totality. Hallelujah. 
So, three factors for success. Amen. Let me ask one person a question. One person a question. <laughs> How easy is it to succeed in life? How easy? No. Mm. ACFAJC, some of you are still... Maybe I turn to alumni. <laughs> the guys that are already facing life squarely. How easy is it to succeed in life? How easy? Come on, talk to me, talk to me. I know you just got a good dose of faith. So talk to me. How easy is it? It's not easy. Uh, it's very easy. Very easy. Smooth ride. You sure? Come on, I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It's not just you. Even you were in school. You are, some of you are in school and all of that. How easy is it to succeed with your education and all of that? So easy? You just pay your fees. You go and write exams. You just go in scoring the grades and all of that. Not so? Just easy like that. Very easy? It's not. Okay. <laughs> so it's not easy. Hmm? Second question. <laughs> For those of you who are in active life, why is it that it's a little, it's not, it looks like it's a little more difficult to succeed in Africa than elsewhere? Authors. <laughs> Spirits from your father's house. <laughs> eh? Foundation. Foundation. <laughs> Foundation. <laughs> Village people. <laughs> Foundation. <laughs> now let me ask you a question. <laughs> let me ask you a question. <laughs> Do Chinese not have forefathers and powers from their father's house? When you go to America, the powers from your father's house forget you. <laughs> they don't cross ocean. <laughs> I see that. Okay, spirits. Satanic spirits don't cross. <laughs> now I discovered that. <laughs> Your Bible, <laughs> you are beginning to join some of your traditional things you hear plus your Bible <laughs> to find your equilibrium. <laughs> so, <laughs> demonic spirits don't cross ocean. Angels cross. <laughs> All of them are spirits. <laughs> okay, what? Well, <laughs> Praise God. I'm bringing us to a place of reality. Hallelujah. I'm taking us somewhere. Have you noticed that somehow, what do you think explains the fact that somebody who somehow was struggling here, he travels, goes to maybe America, Canada, somehow, I didn't say he succeeded, but somehow he begins to find equilibrium. What explains that? 
Come on. Am I talking to you? Because some of you here, the miracle that you're waiting for your encounter is your visa. <laughs> After we have preached all what you have preached, if at the end you I don't release visas, then some of you just ask me you didn't get your encounter. What explains that? The system. So, so come on, come on, come on. If somebody who is a mediocre here travels, maybe goes to America and all of that, and maybe six months after he sends money and they buy blood, very soon he puts a foundation. And uh, three years after he has a house, and you are there still trying to find your left from your right, and still trying to finish your daily bread, what accounts for that? What accounts for that? I'm provoking something in you. I want to bring us to a place. So that when I start explaining some things, you will be able to be with me. What accounts for that? Or you don't have that experience. Some of your friends who were struggling, you were better than them in education. You were performing better than them. In fact, your degree is better than theirs. You were more, you were more creative than them. Ah. In fact, you are still more creative than they are. They seem to be confusing even you yourself. In fact, in fact, in fact, in fact, in fact, you used to believe in those that come rain, come some. This one cannot succeed before me. You have such thing. You used to have that kind of thing. Come on, am I talking to people this morning? And by some, by some mechanism, they find themselves abroad. And somehow now, with yourself, you're willing to wonder. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody this night? What accounts for that? The fathers of their father's house have traveled. Foundation has disappeared. Village people have forgotten it. Okay, my three two questions we get at introducing us to what I want to say. Three factors that account for success, productivity, if you want to put it. Hallelujah. Three factors. Knowledge, character, and environment. Knowledge, character, and environment. Please take my session for a school. Amen. I have come to terms with life. And I told you last time, I don't have time to deceive you. No, let me not put deceive. It's too hard. I don't have time to tell you things. No, no, no. I'm looking for a word. I don't have time to help me. 
My wife is not there also to help me with some English vocabulary. What is that? I don't have time for us to spend time. You know, you know, no, to pass time. Let's go pass time. You know, pass time. You know, pass time. Let's just pass time together. Praise God. Because after you pass time, after some time, you discover that you were just passing time. The most valuable resource we have in ACF is AJC. In fact, if, if, if you will ask me what we should do, I should say refocus on AJC. <laughs> so, 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 listen, listen, listen. Why am I saying that? It's a question of time. I discovered there is a resource in life that if you joke with it, no matter how merciful and graceful God is with you, he doesn't recompense that for you. It's time. And time is not just time. Time is life. Time is life. So the earlier you wake up to the reality that time is life, as it's passing, it's life that is passing. Better you like it or not. Now, don't bother. Your face may look young. You know, some people are blessed with young face. Baby face. 50 years after, you're still looking like a baby. You're not a baby, no matter how you look. <laughs> Praise God. You have already born 50 years. It's gone. <laughs> Somebody told me behind there, you want to be productive in sports. Is that so? Where's the person? It's you. Beautiful. Stand up. You know what you have that is most valuable now? It's time. No matter how talented a man like me could be now in football, it remains a dream that cannot be fulfilled again. The time is gone. Now, if I like, I go to the mountain and declare 40 days. If God is too miraculous, he'll pass it to my seed. <laughs> Why am I saying that? Take time seriously. Time will knock you out in the game of life faster than the devil. You don't know what I'm saying. Out. In fact, it's not knockout. It's knockdown. Such that your eyes will be open. Be helpless. So my prayer tonight you will recover your time. Bring you to a place of discipline. Today has become a. I don't know. We engage in philosophies, arguments. I, 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 I laugh a lot of things that go on. Groups. I'm on every group. I don't sign out. Why? You cannot sign me out. Why am I signing out? I'm observing. I'm an observer. So I'm amazed at the things that people are fighting. And the effort. 
about that. People are interested to know with that scene. You know, one time there was a one heated one. They seen what is it again? Seen uh, what is that? Uh, 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 what's that again? What is that? Eh? What, we, we know there's a word. There's a word you use like there's something like that. What is that again? Um, um, come on, help me, Lord. Walk of the flesh, beautiful. Walk of the flesh uh, and uh, sin. Can a believer sin? Or after a believer sin, is it walk of the flesh and all of that? It's nonsense. It's nonsense. Now, I want you to live before in life. You see, and the devil enjoys that. If you can add Greek and Hebrew to the explanation, it life. Life answer to Hebrew. Life. Not to Greek and Hebrew. Now, I don't have any problem with Greek and Hebrew. Understand what I'm trying to say. Praise God. I know some of your pastors preaching Greek and Hebrew all of that. One person crucified with Jesus. What does it change? Two, what does it change? And a man of God can prepare someone to bring all that. And so what? And after that, you'll be productive. After you have known how many thieves were crucified with Jesus on the cross, you'll be productive. <laughs> you are joking. Not so. <laughs> after you have known the names of Hebrew, of Jesus in Greek and in Hebrew, after that, you'll be productive. After that, you'll be productive. I don't care. I know people have a problem with sin. I know it. Whether it's sin or weakness or sin of the flesh, it's not an issue. The simple thing is, listen, focus on what is important. I told them, listen, whether you call it sin or work of the flesh, those things are dangerous. <laughs> no. God. I've told people the essentials of life and the gospel. It's not about God again. It's about you and life. Can I shock you? Go and start sinning. It doesn't change God. It doesn't make God become emotional. 
your sin is not the biggest sin God has seen. But watch out. They think I'm find you out. That's all. <laughs> you know, God told him, he said, your sin will find you out. It's not necessarily God. God, did God say he's coming to punish you? Did he say he's coming to kill somebody? No, he's not. He said, your sin will find you out. So it is your, by that act, whether it is you call it sin, work of the flesh, error, weakness, it's not an issue. Just be careful because it can find you out. As for heaven's gates, they are open. You will see enter there. It's not an issue. Don't distract yourself. Listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> when you begin to know the essentials of life, you will develop strength and stamina. Strength and stamina. Certain things don't move you. Praise God. Thank you. Certain things will not move you. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> As a student, listen to me, listen to me. When you know, when you know the essentials of life and you're focusing on that, there are distractions as a student that will not move you. You're not looking at that. You're not looking at that. Fighting temptation. <laughs> Listen. There are certain things that don't constitute a temptation to a man who is focused on the essentials. It's not about strength. No, nobody is claiming all of those things. We all can make mistakes. That account for success. No. Somebody say knowledge. And then let me do pedagogy so that it can be useful. Number one, knowledge accounts for success, but the problem is that knowledge accounts only for 10% in success. Knowledge, only 10%. That means if all you have in life is knowledge, guess what you have? You are equipped just by 10% to succeed. Now, I will shock you why certain Christians or church assumptions keep failing us and will continue to fail us. If all you have is knowledge. Now, I will break down the knowledge again. <laughs> because inside knowledge, inside the knowledge, Listen to me now. I want to do pedagogy so that we can, we can, it can be helpful to us. You see that? You see that ten percent of knowledge. The knowledge of what accounts for just one percent. What is it it takes to succeed? It's one percent. What? The knowledge of how accounts for 
training on how account for six percent. Now I want to I want to paint us. I would have loved to have a board and anything to show you something that will blow your mind and that will get you to work. Knowledge only accounts for ten percent. Now, one who call it purpose. Okay, I discover I must succeed, break through, be productive as an engineer. I want to be productive as a as a pilot. I want to be productive in this and all of that. So that is the knowledge of what. And the is that the knowledge of what is revealed in preaching and motivation. Preaching and motivation. So listen to me. <laughs> That's why, listen, listen, listen. Don't assume success or productivity is an exclusive right or property of Christians. No, don't do that. Don't do that assumption. Because even a man who doesn't attend your church attends his motivational messages. It gives him the same thing. It answers the same thing to him. Now, you should be wondering why those of us who are very religious may still not be getting what people who don't go to church do. Why they don't come to church on Sunday to get free preaching? They pay and attend motivational sessions. What your pastor tells you on Sunday. Is that not how we preach? But another person tells them the other way. You have potential. It's the same thing. Scripture? One may be taking his source not very directly from Scripture, but Scripture. Accounts for three percent. And that is principally by teaching. Now I'll show you something. <laughs> you see, Jesus told the people in Matthew chapter 28. That's the last chapter of Matthew, not so? Verse 19 and 20. Listen to what he told them. He said, go ye into all the 
teaching them how to become. There is a version I have. I think my version is better. Let me probably read from my version. Listen to what I want to read quickly. Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me here? Sorry. Uh-huh. We are used to church, so no problem. Just accept that you are there. Praise God. Are you there? Anyhow, praise God. Hallelujah. Let me just read this. Listen. Hallelujah. Is it? The process. Some of you are not told there is a process. <laughs> they tell you nice things, they don't tell you the process. <laughs> Can I say something to you? By the power of preaching, we convert people. But by the power of teaching, we make people become disciples. I'm making an emphasis on that. Because how to become. Teach them how to become. Teach them. Teach them to obey. Teach them. Praise God. It's a process. It's a learning process. Hallelujah. It's a learning process. It's not just I declare it on you. Amen. No. It's a process. Now the last thing. How many percent have we said about teaching? One and three. But it had 10%. So what accounts for 6%? You know what gives you 6%? Beautiful. Who are these people? You're wonderful. The training. The training. The training. I had a lot of people here. That's why I began by the exercise. You want to be productive in, in uh, sports, media, sports, media, medicine, agriculture, engineering, IT. Praise God. Somebody say training. Training on the process of how. You know what accounts for that? Schools, apprenticeship, and experience. Schools, apprenticeship, and experience. Can I shock you? Listen to me. If we come here every year, and all of you raise your hands the way you raise it for the diverse things you want to become. And I prophesy unto you, receive it. And you go back and we come back next year. I prophesy it. We will prophesy it until Jesus finally takes us away. You will not have become. 
No matter how we preach. Did you hear what I'm saying? No matter how we teach. It does not make somebody a medical doctor. I don't care the strength of the preaching. And the it doesn't make somebody an engineer. But you know, if I gather AJC children and I motivate them on the benefits of becoming an engineer, a lot of them may develop passion for that now. But you know, that passion for that doesn't make them engineers. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Passion for entrepreneurship doesn't make you an entrepreneur. No, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't. Now, I didn't say you shouldn't say amen. Say amen to that first. Hallelujah. It breaks you away. Can become, it doesn't make you. And if I say that every day for the next 10 years, it doesn't make you. You need to be trained. We need training systems. <laughs> I now understand why sometimes when big companies are recruiting, they put academic qualification because it accounts for knowledge. But you know what they add? Experience. And that eliminates a lot of people. Sometimes you're offended. Why are they saying all of this? Why do they put it there? They know that a secretary is not because he has earned a diploma in secretarial duties. He has knowledge. He has just maybe he has done some training, so he has 4%. The 6% is absent. But somebody who has been sitting beside a typist at a secretary in a secretariat and be watching and watching for the past three, six months has had some apprenticeship that can make them become one. Our problem in church is that we don't have values for training systems. And that's our problem in Africa. People must be trained. So all of you who raise your hands here, we will pray for you, prophesy for you, but you know what you have to do after that? You have to look for training. You need an appropriate training system. You must not go to school. I didn't call school here only. I said school, apprenticeship, and experience. You're just following somebody, you can get experience. You see, not that our Nigerian brothers, their culture of business is different. You served me seven years after that, I said to you, 
And the guy is having already more than a, a degree in business. Come from your university with your degree, enter that sector, you will crash. Because you think you have knowledge. I don't have a degree. Don't you know that I have a degree? My friend, you have 4%. 4% doesn't make you to give you permission to make noise. Don't make noise. I want to challenge you to get yourself ready. Because you must succeed in life. That unprecedented productivity, they will see it in your life. So we said knowledge for 10%. Now let me say something as I begin to close. Knowledge is 10%. Character is 40%. 40%. You see, I've shown you all the facets of knowledge. Knowledge of what? Preaching motivation. Knowledge of how? Teaching. Training on how to become schools, apprenticeship, and experience. That is only what gives you 10%. For a lot of us, we don't have that. We are just on 4%. And you're roaming about with 4% and thinking you will succeed like that. <laughs> Can I shock you? Some people, their problem is that they need to reduce their spiritual activity and role for training to succeed in life. Reduce their prayer and fasting and attain a six-month training. You know, I'm uncomfortable when people hit us on Facebook and all those social media. You know the hard realities that people hit there. When I read them, I only swallow my spit. As an observer, as an observer, that's how I call myself, an observer. As an observer, with a critical and a logical balanced mind, I'm not permitted to talk just for talking sake. When people bring true critics on our ways of practicing our, permit me put it in code, religion, you don't just argue for arguing sake, my friend. Don't just argue for arguing sake. They didn't insult your God. They simply say, <laughs> didn't Mama Gandhi say, I love the, <laughs> he said, I love the Christ of the Christians. And I have a problem with the Christians of the Christ. And it's because of that that he decided to found his own, decided to give his, his support to Hinduism. It was not because he has a problem with the Christ. After all, he was a Christian before. I hope you know that. I hope you know that. Most of you don't even know that. It's the disciples, the disciples, me and you, that pushed him away. It's me and you, me and you. It's not devil. Now, by the way, let me tell you, success is not difficult because the devil is fighting you. Success is difficult because every good thing 
is difficult. Put that as an ethic of your life. Good things don't come easily. Now, take away this easy life theory that somebody is putting into your head and is making you to sleep and will cause life to take you by surprise. Are you getting what I'm saying? Listen to me. I'm not saying you will suffer. No, no. I'm simply trying to tell you that any good and valuable thing doesn't come easily. It takes engagement. It takes commitment. It takes decision. It takes intentionality. Come on, come on, come on. Did you hear what I said? It takes intentionality. One of you said you were going to be what in politics. Are you the one? Listen, it doesn't come easily, my friend. You want a post of local government, central government. My friend, it's not, it doesn't come like that. You need intentionality. This kind of way we live our lives like accident life where we just do what and God will do the rest, my friend. I'm not saying God will not do the rest. But sometimes we have developed philosophies that have ended up making us to be not intentional in life. You're just doing it whatsoever finally happens, you will take it. Don't take whatsoever finally happens. I know where I'm going to. Am I talking to somebody? I know where I'm going to. I know where I'm going to. And I'm committing my energy to that direction. And that is where I must end. Am I talking to somebody tonight? Come on, I'm not hearing you. Amen. Is it because I said hi to you? Come on, I have to also motivate you. Praise God. Even though you don't follow me. He said that kind of hard gospel. Go on your own, you're on your own. Jesus tried it one day, the people abandoned him. People should eat his flesh and all of that. By the time he was finishing the preaching, he turned by everybody and left him. Sure, from that day, he never said that again. He learned his lesson. Very hard lesson. <laughs> never said that again. That's when he started saying that there are things he wants to tell them, but they cannot receive it. He learned that. <laughs> he learned that. <laughs> you, don't <laughs> you don't vomit all the truth. That is, I can't tell you now. If I say it, you may not come to next song. He said, You are, Papa, he's surely in camera. He will be there. I live there. Praise God. Am I with you? Character 40%. Let me tell you what character constitutes. I'm not talking about sin. When some of you hear character, your mind just goes to sin. Some of you have a problem in life. Eh? Because people, some people, when they hear character, they construct, they have a construct. Whether it's a religious construct that immediately puts sin on one angle like that, and put righteousness on another angle. You know, they have a way they have constructed them. A religious construction. Some of you will need to dismantle you. And reconstruct you. Ten minutes. Thank you. <laughs> listen to me. 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 I discovered that some things that can help you live 
a life without some of these unnecessary um, unnecessary thoughts and pollutions of life and all of that. I don't want to call it either sin and all of those things, names you call it because this is, it can raise a religious argument. Listen to me. When you're focused on the things that are essential for life, you don't have time for the others. <laughs> I told somebody, you see, as men, learn to know some things so that you live with them, don't fight them. Some of you like unnecessary battles in life, so you don't even understand who you are. Some of you are not married, so you can understand that. But it will help you. Gender session. It will help you. Listen. Most men, most men, live a... Most men who live a kind of life, maybe women, clubbing, and all of that. You know they do that only when they have succeeded. When you see them in hustling face, they don't have time for that. When life is squeezing life from them, they don't have time for that. Put even a queen, a beauty pageant in front of them, they may not see it. And that's a mark of a real man. A man whom life is squeezing life out of and is still having time for those kind of things. If you see that kind of man run, it's not a man. He doesn't have even the basic natural elements of normal man. I didn't say spiritual. Listen, 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 listen. You know, a man, a man, a man, a man, a man is a not man gender. Now I'm talking gender. Don't man male, male, the male gender. The male gender is a goal-driven being. Obsessed about attaining. That is his nature. It's goal driven. And the female gender is a relationship being. You don't change those fundamentals. So don't be disturbed yourself. Why women are always talking about their relationship. Which one is working. Why is it that? And that is fundamentally a woman. So she needs to know that her nature... To avoid getting to the extremes and now getting into gossips and all of those other extra things that are not necessary. And trying to find out whose relationship has gone what and what has added to whose other sister who is now dating and who was not dating and who and the others. Those extras are now because you don't understand so you are permitting your nature to take you far. Ben Ben. They are so objective driven that when their goals are not being attained, they risk ignoring even their relationship. When you know that, it helps you only to be careful not to go to the extreme. That's how we are. So when you see a man who is not achieving things and is running after some kind of things, <laughs> Well, if you marry him, you, 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 you have only your eyes to cry with you. Don't say I didn't tell you. 
So when men have achieved, you know what happens now? Now they don't know their next nature. When a man has achieved, you know what he's looking for next? He's looking for arena of celebration and recognition. He has finally conquered. Man, talk like how did they talk? I don't hammer. You're getting what I'm saying? The guy has been struggling in life. Wearing one bus bus shoe, struggling, eating one constant food. Finally, the guy has hammered. Guess what happens? He's looking for recognition and wants to celebrate. Now, be careful now with that nature. Even if you're married, be careful. That's what I said. Now, be careful. Know your nature. Because now, that element may take you to the extreme. Madam may not be enough for you to celebrate with. You may need some slay queens that will sing your praise. And you may need some environment where you just be shaking like that. And they are singing your praise. And the DJ is calling your name. Ayakatekate. Now listen to me. These things are natural elements. So listen, it's simple. When you know them, it's easy to dominate them. To know when they are trying to trigger you. I don't believe in men who try to create hypocritical sin. Listen, men, when they have made it and you don't want to recognize, you don't want to recognize a man that has hammered. He wants to be noticed. After all, he was doing all that so that he can be recognized. A lion conquers when he has conquered the territory. The female lions must acknowledge the king. So, you, you're wondering why a brother that was in church, now he has finally hammered. He's now on a 2.5 million job, salary, blah, 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 with a car, this allowance and all of that. My friend, you're wondering why he's now clubbing. You don't understand why. That's what has happened. He doesn't hate God. It's not like you, you will discover it's not like he hates God and all that. The guy doesn't even sometimes he's like, but why am I going this direction? Why am I keeping a second chick outside? What's happening to me? Listen to me. I decided that you will not find two pastors that are more real than myself. So I compete with myself to be more real. I permit myself to say what others don't say. To deliver you. Before tomorrow, <laughs> praise God. So what was I saying? Let me leave that. That's for gender. Praise God. To know yourself. Know yourself. Man, know your. Man, know your. That's all. Stop trying to fight battle. You don't even know where the thing is origin. You say, no, it's one spirit that is coming from. That spirit is not coming in from anywhere. It's yourself. You know yourself. Know yourself. That's why some people say, no, you know people's pride and all of that. Only when they, when they hammer and all that. It's that. Know yourself. After in church, don't you people also contribute to that? When a bro is struggling, everybody calls him by his name, bro. Bro Thomas. Bro, Philip, when he hammers, oh, 
The brother suddenly discovered his title as this as And now you're blaming the bro for also feeling, for also falling under the weight of that temptation. When you yourself cannot resist it, you have now started adding more honor to his name. He has not become more spiritual. He's not doing more prayer and fasting. He's not becoming more in, in church, but you, you suddenly you have given him more weight. Praise God. Character is 40%. Character is not about sin. Things like hard work, assiduousness. These are elements of character. Character talks of the universal values of life. Universally accepted values. Hard work. Faithfulness. Come on, let me read some of them. I think I wrote some of them down. Are you here? Can I be reading them? Mm-hmm. Somebody say hard work. Okay. If you're a student, be studious. Integrity, honesty, humility, faithfulness, courage, persistence, endurance, tenacity, loyalty. What have I not said again? Come on, be listening them for me. These are the things that constitute core character. Faithfulness is not just a Christian value. It's a universal value. Come on, am I talking to somebody? Temperance, humility. There is nobody that is able, that loves a man that is arrogant. I don't know whether you are a Christian you are a non-believer, you are a Muslim, you are a Hindu. These things are not accepted as values. The problem with us in church is that we have assimilated some things into Christianity and we fail to understand their universality. Character! They are universally accepted moral values. And shockingly, they account for success. A faithful man will be trusted and loved and wanted even by a Muslim, by a Hindu, by an atheist. I'm on, come on, am I saying something to you? Even by a homosexual. These things are values that transcend culture and religion. A hard-working person will be helpful, appreciated in every civilization and culture. Listen to me. As I begin to close, thank God. Listen. The, in Matthew, is it Matthew? Matthew 16, I guess. I hope. Why should I be guessing when I think I wrote it down? Matthew chapter 16. Praise God. <laughs> You're laughing at me. Oh, you, you're enjoying. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Listen to me. In Matthew chapter, sorry, Luke chapter 16. Uh -huh. That's why I was not going. Luke chapter 16. It's not Matthew. This synoptic gospel, they, they give a road to man. Listen. The parable of the unjust steward, which has constituted equation in church. Listen. Or what you call financial manager. He was a financial manager. Or, what do you call it? A trustee of uh, a certain man. Why was he sacked? Why did he lose his job? He was not less competent. You know, knowledge account for competence. You see all of those things that we emphasize. Knowledge in its three variable accounts are competent. So I'm very competent. My friend, you're competent. You don't have character. You can't compete with somebody who has character and who is not competent. <laughs> because competence can be gotten from the lower part of it, the 6%, by just apprenticeship and just sitting by somebody humbly and learning. So a man who has character comes in with his 40% and gets that 6%. It's better than you who has 10% incompetent and lacks character. Nobody can trust you. This manager initially was trusted with that man's entire wealth until the man was not keeping record of his debtors. Can you imagine someone who doesn't know the people who owe him? Can you imagine it? So trust this man with his finances. That well is the one that borrows out to the people he only come and say, sir, this is how the borrowing and the interest are coming. He said, well done. Bible says one day he heard that the man is misusing his money. That the man is not faithful. He called him instantly. You are the one that has made me rich. You are bringing a lot of money in this company. But the character flow we just heard is unacceptable. He said, give account for you will not walk again with me. I don't care how competent you are. But you have shown that you're not faithful. You're not trustworthy. You are a thief. My friend, even the best companies can't do with a thief. So some of you would think you should not be a thief because it's not a sin and sin. Listen, come out from that your sin and non-sin description. You will shortsecute your life. Even if you sin, God will forgive you. That's not an issue. But your boss will not forgive you. The man was sacked. No apology. Probably when I repented, God no had no problem forgave him. But he lost his job. Somebody say character. But you see, there is one element of character which I'm closing with. Which is called discipline. Put it aside. You see all what I just named? All of that, I give it just 10%. Discipline is the model of character. And that is where I want to carefully talk gently with us in church. Discipline. Discipline. Jesus said, teaching them how to become my disciples. 
The key in discipleship is discipline. I don't care who is teaching you. I don't care who is preaching to you. If you don't have discipline, you will not become a disciple. Whether it's a medical disciple. Come on, am I I talking to somebody? Come on, just imagine you go to queues. You just, just be in discipline. Just do how you want. Just, just do your things that you want to be doing them. Praise God. Listen to me. You may never become a medical doctor. Even if you have professors as teachers, you will not become their disciple. Discipline. Discipline is what we are lacking. If you don't want to regret, make discipline a part of your life. For those of you who are analyzing whether if you sin, you go to heaven, or if a sinner finally sin and all of that, will he still finally go to heaven if after repenting, you sin? All of those stories, listen to me. Listen to me. It's not about heaven alone we are talking. You have a life to live on it. You see, I like the way the devil is smart. He can so make you think about heaven that you forget that you're living daily on it. That you're, you're, you're hurting your daily life because you have a defense about heaven. You know, Paul told them, he said, that's the most dangerous scripture for me. He says, I can do, I am free to do anything. I'm free. Can I say something that is hard? Give me your ears. I will not be loud. Can I say something that is loud? Paul didn't limit what he's free to do. Everything is permitted. Now, I want to take you to something God you call grace. Because I want to show you. Because, listen, grace is powerful. Grace is very powerful. But if you isolate grace, you destroy yourself. But you go to heaven. Straight. No problem. Paul is free. Can I tell you something? As a pastor, Paul can take other people's wife. He's free to do it. Can sleep with them. It's not an issue. Paul can keep his babes, keep chicks. And looking at me now with holy eyes. I must be talking your language. Paul said, I'm free. I can't do it. You say, no, he's free to. He was talking about doing only good things. Mm, he can't. He's, everything is permissible. He can't do it. But you know, Paul said, the problem he doesn't do it is that he judges his action by virtue of the relevance. Not just doing for doing sake. All things cannot be helpful, useful, productive. Even if you are free, why waste your time to do them? Why waste your time? And then risk your life on top of that. 
Hallelujah. Discipline. If you don't want to regret in life, take discipline like a culture. And that is the problem with Africa. I end with where I always like to end. I can't preach about talking, preach the gospel without taking it to the furthest part. You know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. The goal of the gospel is to reproduce the will of God on earth. On earth. In Cameroon. Listen to me. Africans are not disciplined people. I don't know. Well, maybe our anthropology and other things have made us like that, but we are not disciplined people. If you put away restraint in your life, you will respect your own life, not God. Let's come back to life and stop talking about God, heaven, entering heaven and hell. Can I shock you? You will go to heaven. You have been redeemed. But why must I pass through hell to go to heaven? When there's another road. Why? That's the question. Restrain is not because God doesn't forgive, will not forgive. Is the number 10 time you're doing it and you're falling again. You have entered apostasy. You know there was a time that was what was hot in your day. We just been apostasy. We debated on those things. Some people started crying. They were afraid. I've repented from this thing many times. For many, have I already entered apostasy? You know, it frightens you. <laughs> Restrain, discipline. There are two pains in life. Two pains. Somebody say two. Two pains. You can't avoid it. You will only choose which one to get. You will choose which pain to get. There is the pain of discipline. Discipline is not a comfortable thing. You find discipline only in training programs. That's why, listen to me, you enroll for a serious program like a medical doctor, maybe like a pilot and all of that. That discipline required is no joke. Not, it's not that kind because what would the responsibility that will be trusted into your hand? And then you see a pastor, he thinks discipline is because uh, you don't understand grace, he forgets to know that the responsibility of souls is the biggest single responsibility you can ever get. You'll be entrusted with the lives of men, with the marriages of men. You'll be entrusted with the destinies of men, with the purpose, the dreams, the visions of men. All of that, men come and trust you with. Sometimes I laugh and I say, some of these 
can I tell you something honest? If I have a choice, I will drop the call and live a normal life and do my responsibility as a Christian. No, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, listen. Because the responsibility of people's life is too difficult. It's dangerous. Some of you don't pray for your pastors and all of that. You don't know they're carrying. Some of them are having problems that doesn't concern them. Demon powers from your father's house is creating them trouble for nothing. Because you simply came there to react. What am I saying? Listen, listen. Discipline is not an easy thing. It's not like watching television. I hope you know that. Watching your favorite season or novelas. You can watch it for four hours. No pain. You don't feel anything. Lying on the couch. Sitting on the carpet. The thing is flowing. Just switching channels. Eating a nice plate of food. Going out. Hanging out. Come on. It's good now. Oh, when you're hanging out, you don't, it doesn't have any pain. It doesn't eat you. It, it feels good. Not so. Not so. You know why I said no so? I read your Facebook post. Praise God. Hallelujah. It looks good. No, it doesn't have it. It's good. I've seen it. Thank you. But listen. Discipline requires you to go through some pain. If you will be a successful student, you must discipline yourself to study. Discipline. Forget about that prayer they just prayed for you. Study as though you don't, nobody prayed for you. They used to say, study, pray as though it depends on, only on prayer and study as though it depends only on study. Anyway, hallelujah. How good is it when you're studying? Your boot of spin. You sit down, five minutes, something is itching you. You want to wake up. You want to yawn. You want to, you want to go outside. You want to come back and urinate. You want to gist with somebody there. You, you, you just feel like you want to... Aha, uh -huh, now that there is phone. You, you want to look at WhatsApp. You want to check a post on Facebook. Something is just... It's not an easy thing to discipline yourself and sit down for two, three, four, and five hours. Some of us were blessed. We went to secondary school in those days. We... Then phones, even if they were available, they were not at our disposal. They were not anywhere near us. Praise God. We only heard that some things like that exist in the city we had. So I used, to, I used to wonder how we could sit and study for eight hours on a stretch. No distraction. The kind of discipline you need now to accomplish that, my friend, is three times. Boom. Somebody has just a new post. You've just been alerted. And when the thing comes, it's connected to your system. You, 
even if you say you don't want to look it, your hand can go and take it before your hand can take the phone. Without you sending your hand, your hand goes. You want to succeed as an engineer? I began by asking you, you want to be an engineer? My friend, the discipline you require to train yourself in that line is not ordinary. You need discipline. Discipline. And it will be painful. You want to be a good sister, brother, church sister, church brother, my friend, you need discipline. Is there no grace? There is grace, but you need discipline. Am I talking to somebody? You want to be somebody that tomorrow will be, you know, you know, there's a scripture. It says, it says in the father's house, there are goals of that, 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 that silver, gold, but whosoever, whosoever will be a virtue, a vessel unto what? Discipline. It's not that there is no grace. So this kind of legalistic life you're living my brother, don't you know there is grace already? Let's go and hang out. Let's go. I was passing one bar. My friend, discipline. You want to preserve yourself and keep yourself until God blesses you with that wonderful, blessed husband, beautiful, excellent, great wife. Listen to me. You must discipline yourself. Is it easy to stay? It's not. Nobody should lie to you. Most of you have already crossed the stage where fires must be burning in you now. <laughs> At least periodically, fire just catches like that. Pop! Nobody even sets it. You don't know where the thing came from. I don't believe in people that don't say the truth. Don't I know it? I know it. You're not a small boy. That I'm looking at my brother here like this, I think it's not. He's a man. 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 These are all men here. These are all men. They may be 20, 21, 22, 20. They are all men already. You cross, you don't cross. Your trouble has started. So rather than playing, hiding, teach them the things that will be helpful for them. Carry, I can't forget my trouble when my trouble started in life. I have kept that story for myself. Come on, am I talking to you? It will be painful. Younger. You see your friends, all kinds of pose. You know, ladies, ladies are in trouble. All kinds of pose. They pose here. We're just, I was just with my, I was just, and you're feeling like, hey, this church, <laughs> you're beginning to, this church, this thing, not the disadvantage. It's not easy. Can I shock you? The thing will put you sometime in a temporal disadvantage. 
say we are going to enjoy ourselves. Mom must relax, no? Mom must relax. And you, you're feeling like, hey, if not of this thing that I just gave my life, when I was not in this team forum, last year I was enjoying myself and I was relaxing. Am I talking to somebody here? And you're feeling like, discipline, stay here. My friends are hanging out, shaking, shaking themselves, relaxing, and all of that. And you're feeling like, sir, but discipline. You're paying the pain now. No person who is truly under discipline can tell you it is sweet. It's a lie. It feels good to hang out. Am I talking to somebody? How many of you here hang out? Feels good. You know, Bible is clear. You know how Bible calls it? Temporal pleasures. It didn't say they are displeasures. Temporal. They are what? They are pleasures. The only problem is that they are. So some people want to twist it that it's not pleasurable. It's pleasurable. God calls it pleasure. Who am I? Am I the one saying it? But it's temporal. Hallelujah. Amen. Accept that discipline for now. That's what I want to tell you. Accept that discipline for now. If you don't accept that discipline, you will get the other one. You know, Bible calls that discipline which you deliberately submit yourself to because of a greater purpose. Because you want to be productive. Because you want an impactful life. Because you don't want to short-circuit your destiny. Because you want a durable pleasure. Come on, somebody say durable. Because you want it every day. You don't want it today and not have it tomorrow. You want that when you start having it, you can have it seven on seven. 31 and 31. The Bible causes for our light afflictions. They work it in us. Discipline somehow it looks like you are being afflicted. Everybody is free and you are bound. Yeah, nobody is holding you, but you cannot move. Say, oh, that means so pastor. <laughs> it works in us a mightier weight of glory. Hallelujah. Discipline will be profitable. But if you don't accept that discipline, you'll get the second form of discipline. You know that discipline? The one that will be imposed on you. The consequence of indiscipline is another discipline. Life will impose that one on you. Am I talking to somebody? And that second pain is too bad. It's called the pain of regret. You see, you are in camp, you are in school. 
You are just enjoying. You know some of your friends? From the day one, they step into Yubi. They are just Javas. No time for study. No time for anything. He's enjoying. You guys say, John Book, John Book, John Book, John Book. You know they call people like John Book. Five years after, no certificate, no degree, and they are thrown out of the university. And you who persevered, you got your degree, probably you've advanced. I didn't say it's automatic, but probably you had advanced and picked up something. And now, they had enjoyed. They don't have a degree. Five years after, they don't know where to start again. Then, their own pain comes. Indiscipline will only expose you to a greater pain in life. Let nobody fool you. Let me take the issue of holiness and explain it to you. There, there. I don't like putting God a lot in the equation. Because when I put God, you will knock me off with grace. So I leave it between me and you. Listen to me. Live a holy life. Live a holy life. He said, no. Don't you see that I'm a young girl? Don't you see that I also have everything everybody has? Don't you feel that I also have right to? Don't you feel that? Don't you see that? <laughs> Don't you see that I'm a young man? Don't I also have right to enjoy myself, relax myself, feel like a man a little? You take yourself and you just go and feel like a man or enjoy yourself like a young girl. Just picture for one minute. You just pick up one of those dangerous diseases. Few days or years after you discover it. <laughs> uh, can I shock you? I don't care the sweet you had that you've enjoyed that day. You will cause the memory of that day. You will, if you can remember that day, you will vomit that pleasure. In fact, you will wish like Job that day never existed. And the problem with that pain is that it's not just that day that you'll be having that. You may have that throughout your life. Compare it a little with the one that did not enjoy themselves and kept themselves for those few three, four years and got married after testing themselves very well and they are now enjoying. My friend, between those two, who really is in pain now? Listen, listen. Because when you get too philosophical, you miss it. You don't know that life is about you. You think it's about the Holy Spirit that will intercede, that has forgiven and all of that. Those are dimensions that exist. What of you? You see speed limits on the road? You see speed limits? I was driving with somebody the other day in my car. 
And the person was like, go fast. I said, go fast to where? Which fast are we going? My eyes open to certain things. Listen, I can't drive without discipline. It's not possible. It's not possible. I used to like speed. That's why I used to tell people I cannot drive a small car. It's not possible. My preferred car is a Mercedes. It must be a big car. Because I like my feeling, my feet on the accelerator. I like it. There's that feeling. You know that feeling? When the road is open, the car is answering. You call it, it answers. And you're just going. <laughs> that feeling, that sweet feeling, my friend, They say, not more than 100. You say, no, you know this car is a sports car. It's a sports jeep. It goes up to 360. <laughs> they say, no more than 100 on this stretch of road. You say, no, it's a sports car. And like a typical African discipline, it's not part of our culture. So you put your foot. You say, escape those rad are those rather people that are not even on the road today? They are not there. Ah, nobody there. Let's go. You can even add to it. I'm even late for the program. Uh, that, that now catches up with pastors. So I'm late. He said, the Holy Ghost is in charge. John. He's uh, uh, in charge. He's uh, in charge. I'm also in charge. Uh, we are both together in this business. He said, 100. He said, no, I must go fast. I want to fill the car. Ali. Since the grace of God is with you, you will not die. <laughs> so what will happen to you is that your legs are crushed. You wake up three days after and you're in the orthopedic. Your legs are hanging like that. <laughs> you look at your leg like that, God forbid. There's nothing that's forbidden again. <laughs> you begin to ask yourself, and you're trying to get the information. It's actually the other leg that is. Where's my other leg? You're looking at your leg. You ask where the situation was so bad that amputated it. Then suddenly it downs on you that you are a candidate for crutches. And then your regret and your pain starts. Guess what? Discipline would have saved you that. I didn't say discipline avoids everything. But listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. One of the things about discipline is that it gives the devil a technical knockout. I know you have spirits from father's house, mother's house, that they are looking for you, ancestral spirit, spots on the road where there are altars. I know all of that. We pray that. And I also remind people, spirits also exist in Europe. But their accident rates sometimes are so insignificant compared to their traffic density. I know you add the equation of bad roads.
indiscipline. Some of you take Okada riders and all of that and they are joking with you. My friend, tell them to put you down. Put me down. Stop. I don't tolerate people who try to be indisciplined with my life. Joke with your life. Don't joke with mine. After that, you say sorry, I'm sorry. You're sorry for what? Somebody's leg is cut off your Sorry for what? What are you sorry about? I'm sorry. Forgive me, please. I didn't mean it. You didn't mean what? I have to go through a readaptation. Can you imagine you now? Can you just imagine? Imagine. Imagine what that will mean for you. Oh, you say it's a destiny. It's nobody's destiny. A lot of nonsense in this part of the world is because we are not given to restrain. People easily take off restraint. No discipline in any area of life. See an Okadaman. And he's opening his teeth. <laughs> Very soon, Pavilion. One leg is off. And uh, he will come to church. Oh, Pastor, you know there's one spirit in my father's house that is following us. And the pastor too will pray as usual. My friend, discipline. It goes to married sisters and brothers. Discipline. 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 You are somebody's wife. Discipline yourself. Your mouth is used to talking. Say, that's how I am. When I'm angry, I talk to people, I don't look at their face. My friend, you talk to people, you don't look at their face. Then you will discover something. After that, now you go to pastor and you say the devil is after your marriage. No devil is after your marriage. No devil. Discipline your mouth and the devil is gone. Is it easy to discipline your mouth? No. That's where the challenge is. That's the devil. That is the devil. You want to... It's like you must answer. Let me tell him a piece of me. That's your marriage you're about to tell like that. The piece of you. I'm not hammering no Lord, sisters. I'm also adding brothers to it. Praise God. It's at every level. Discipline. Hallelujah. Africans, we must learn to be disciplined. In career, in work, we must be disciplined. If we will evolve, if we will grow, we must add discipline to our lives. We are so indisciplined and we are wondering why it is as though there are multiplicity of demons. Issues of character are explained with demons. Issues of indiscipline are explained only with demons. I believe in demons. They are. But we can knock them out. Don't give them avenues.
Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't give them avenues. If they don't, Bible says a curse that is curseless shall not land. There must be legitimacy for the devil to land. Yes, I know your family, women don't stay in marriage. I know that. But listen to me. What has always been taking them out of marriage is what legitimizes the curse. Check it out. You can break the pattern. You can break it. You can break it. I tell people as I close, this is the last thing. The highest form of deliverance, the highest form of deliverance doesn't come by prayer. It comes by consciousness. When you become aware, suddenly, powers that have been keeping you bound lose their grip on you. I take an example. The prodigal son. No pastor preached to him. The prodigal son. No, he's a, he's a brother in church. He's a brother in church. The guy hammer immediately babes, club. The guy explode. Then money finish. The guy started doing everything. One day, this is how his deliverance came. No man preached to him. Nobody delivered him. This thing that you, you, people must lay hands on you like that for your own trouble to finish. Listen to me. Be careful. The guy just woke up one morning and he turned on in that bed. There are servants in my father's house. They are eating for free. What am I doing? I know you say it's demons, pig demons that were keeping him. You know, it's the demons of frustration. They were keeping him there to feed the pig. Yeah, okay, it's demons of frustration. What am I doing here? From that one realization, he woke up. He said, I'm going back. No demon heard him. Without a prayer, without a deliverance session, the guy walked out. All powers that were keeping him in that strange land, they gave their grip. They, gave, they, they, they left him go. And you are there. This is a fit church you are going for deliverance. Be careful. Stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Discipline. My goal tonight is to bring somebody to love discipline. And you get what I'm saying? Discipline. Nobody needs to instruct you. Nobody needs to be following you up. I know what I want in life. So I'm putting that discipline that my success requires. Where 
I want to go to. I cannot be trying to get in there and be permitting petty distractions. So, I discipline myself for the purpose. Do you see how some temptations will not be temptations again to you? Jesus went for the joy that was set before him. <laughs> joy set before you. Can you imagine? My brother, you wonder tomorrow they should be calling you His Excellency. His Excellency. You want to be called His Excellency. And you are lying, cigar, uh, small shark, small pami, and small crazy things to be distracting you in life. It's not compatible now. So, so if they put now between you before you, they say, my friend, this is cigarette. Enjoy it and sacrifice excellency. Or you leave cigarette. I'm not saying that you're smoking. It's not word of knowledge, please. I'm just using elemental things. Praise God. These are those small things. Babes, cigarette, and all of that. This is excellency. Forget and take this. Will this still be temptation for you? It means you didn't really want this. We know the quality of people's life by the discipline they put themselves under. You see, Paul said, I subject myself. He didn't say the Bible told him that if you don't do this, you'll go to hell. Subject what? Myself. Want to be a Harvard graduate, a celebrated, distinguished professor and lecturer? My friend, I subject myself to studies. Don't joke. Don't joke. I'm talking to somebody now. Pastor prophesied that I will get to Harvard, my friend. That prophecy means discipline for studies. Hallelujah. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Lord, discipline. 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 If there is one thing I need on this mountain, I want to live with the discipline. When my friends see me, they will notice something has changed. I don't live the way I used to live. I don't. I live in my life now. I'm talking about you. That's how they should see you. I'm living by virtue of where I'm going. permitted to do I cannot do it because I am better than any other Christian. I'm not just an ordinary person. One day you were contesting for election and you were hanging around in one crazy place and people took some photo media of you and you didn't know. Your adversary just pulls it out and you are knocked out. Very simple. 
put out the devil no indiscipline. You don't understand why you must subject yourself to certain disciplines now. Because if not, it can disqualify you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 